0: Hi, I'm John Roberts. I'm Jess Fishlock. This is Owen Tiller-Jones. I'm Owen Vaughan williams This is Tash Harden. And you are listening to the Coleman Had A Dream podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Coleman Had A Dream, our favourite football things series. Um, We have so far talked about our favourite players, our favourite stadiums. Uh, What else have I missed, Ruth? Something else I've missed out
1: favourite favourite
0: games favourite games there you are you know organised as ever here um we would love you to get in (laughs) touch and give us your feedback on who you think are on your favourite players or stadiums or whatever and we'll post as many of them on Twitter as we can today we are talking about our favourite away day and Ruth told me the story yesterday which I've never heard before so uh, I think it's a cracker so Ruth over to you what is your favourite football away day
1: Okay, so by away day, we mean kind of going to a game when you're not really part of the of the supporters. You're going for the event. Um, So I was teaching back in Britain and the Euro 1996 was coming up. And one of the students who was Bulgarian was desperate to go and watch Bulgaria play, particularly the opening game, which is, which against Spain. And, um, but he realized he wasn't going to get permission just to disappear up to Leeds to watch the game. Uh, and so he came up with this idea that if it was a school trip, then of course everyone would think it would be fine. <laughs> why would the, why would anyone be concerned about going on a school trip to Ellen Road?
0: I like your style.
1: Um, so Alex starts looking around for the, you know, which teacher is mug enough to, to <laughs> or help him organise this. And of course, he comes straight to me. He, he knows that I'd be a sucker for this, you know, Bulgaria and just being semi-finalists in the last World Cup. He hadn't been able to go to that. Here they were in relative terms playing just up the road. How could how could I refuse him?
0: <laughs> exactly. So
1: so eventually he got permission we we cobbled together the trip he got the tickets from i don't know where but presumably the bulgarian fa but i i didn't i confess i didn't really ask many questions because i i suspect <laughs> he was in he was in the uk on dodgy money anyway so i wasn't i wasn't going to probe how he got the tickets Fair. so off we went on the on the trip to leeds um and basically i spe- i spent the day kind of herding teenagers in amongst this rather wild Bulgarian outfit of supporters. You've got to remember that the, the, the Iron Curtain hadn't been down that long. I don't think I'd met a Bulgarian until I met Alex. And they they were enjoying themselves in Leeds. There's no doubt about it, that crowd. Very serious, very serious supporters. Um, the game itself was... You know, it was it was obvious. I mean, they were a good team, Dave. That was that that was the height. You know, that was their equivalent of the period we're having now. They um, you had Stoichkov. He scored a penalty in that particular game, for example. Um, You you had um, Lechkov, Balakov, but Stoichkov was the star. And in fairness, the Bulgarians were in were in charge of the game. They had uh, they had a goal disallowed. Uh, They got the penalty. But then almost immediately after the penalty, they got a man sent off. So they were down to 10 men. This was about maybe 15, 20 minutes to go. And unfortunately, the Spaniards equalized. Then the Spaniards got a man sent off. So Excellent. both teams were down to 10 men. You imagine what's going on in the crowd by that. The referee <laughs> has genuinely lost it by this point. Um and and anyway, it, it kind of it finished up as a one-one draw. It was one of those games where not a great deal happened until the last 20 minutes and then exploded into madness. Yeah. Um anyway, so after that, of course, I had to pick up the pieces, get the lads together, and somehow get us all safely back to school <laughs> as well. Rounding them up and getting them out of Leeds without any mishaps was was quite interesting. Um, but it was it was a classic example of just how much international football can, can mean to you and and i wasn't going to say no to that kid I, I we'd have found a way to have gone to that game even without permission you know we'd, we'd oh, have yeah. sorted something out
0: no i've got a lot of time for that and uh in the unlikely event that alex is listening to this podcast i hope you're enjoying your uh, your moment in the sun alex um and i hope you enjoyed the game and i hope you're very very grateful to mrs williams um <laughs> mine, mine was um, equally kind of hairbrained. I, I, I didn't have a kind of. Well, I say a vested interest is the wrong term. I did, have, but um, I went to watch Greece play Spain in Euro two thousand and eight. Um, I got a week off work by telling people I am this. I am far enough down the line from working at that particular establishment now that um, I am uh, not going to get in trouble. I told work at the time I needed a week off. Because I was going to my dad's wedding in Cuba and I felt like it was such a ridiculous thing that no one would question it or ask any or asking me any further follow up questions and give me the week off and they and they that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I had a a school, an event, sorry, not long after, and people were saying congratulations to my dad over and over again. And my dad had absolutely no idea why people were so keen on congratulating him, completely unaware that I'd lied and said he'd just got married in Cuba, uh, which he hadn't. Um, We drove, believe it or not, from Cardiff to Salzburg via stop-offs in... Um, Stuttgart and Brussels. And one of my favourite moments in Brussels was driving round in circles. We kept getting lost, couldn't find where we were supposed to be staying. And Fatty Hugh, my mate who was who was with me on the trip, we eventually kind of swallowed our pride and asked a man on the side of the street where the hell we were going, at which point he took the map off Hugh and turned it the right way round. And no wonder we'd be driving around <laughs> in circles because he'd had the map the, uh, the the wrong way round. We got stopped by the police in Stuttgart. Like, it was just nuts. But we eventually got to Salzburg anyway. Um, woke up on the morning of the match. And if you've never been to Salzburg, it's an amazing place. Um, and walked up to the square at about 11 o'clock in the morning. We were hoping to try and get tickets because we drove all that way and didn't have a ticket. And um, we got tickets off two guys. It was the third match of the group and basically they didn't want to go because Greece had lost the first two games and wanted to try and get a get a few quid back. So they didn't go, sold us their ticket. And um, the square, even at 11 o'clock in the morning, was just alive with people. And they had this, it must have been like 5,000 people, not all Greece fans, obviously, but um, all kind of spread about. And they would, did this thing where they would all sit on the floor and this guy with a massive drum climbed the statue in the middle of the square and he was kind of chanting things and they would chant them back to them at a certain point whatever the signal was he said everyone just jumped up and started dancing around. It was just unbelievable. Um, My personal highlights were um, there was a woman in like there's a beer garden at one end of the square and this woman was carrying two massive trays of drinks and there was a football being launched back and forth. And needless to say, someone's leathered the football a bit too hard. It's gone all the way over the crowd into the beer garden. has hit this poor woman in the back of the head. And she has dropped this tray, these two trays of drinks everywhere. And being the sympathetic football crowd you'd imagine, there's been 5,000 people going, um, no one, I don't think, to <laughs> doubt this poor woman who kind of stood up and shuffled off, embarrassed. Um, but the best part was yet to come where there was this football being booted around and a policeman came over and took the, took the football off everyone. So there was, a, again, a chorus of cheers and jeers and boos. And eventually, a Spanish guy and a Greek guy went over to him and said like can we have our ball back please mate and eventually after much to and froing they decided to give the ball back Uh, and the like the whole crowd were absolutely loving this and at one point then someone like the greek guy when he gets the ball throws it in the air as if he's going to kick it and intentionally air kicks it and you've got five thousand people giving her the hands And the Spanish guy throws it up, air kicks it. This went back and forth for a few minutes. The policeman had a go at doing it and air kicked it. And eventually the the Greek fella goes to kick the ball and he realises this is my time to shine and leathers the ball and needless to say he hooks it straight left straight through a hotel room window to again another <laughs> massive <laughs> roar from the crowd. Um, we turn back round after laughing and uh, Mr. Greek football man is, is in handcuffs and it's being put into the back of a police van. The Greeks are all over helping him out and the Spanish fellas are there trying to get him out and to be fair eventually he did get let go. Um, and but it was just an amazing day it was so much fun Um, Greece lost the game 2-1 scored first but lost the game 2-1 and um, uh, Iniesta played for Spain and they obviously went on to win the tournament that year and he was just like at that point I'd never seen a footballer like him he was just everywhere he was absolutely phenomenal but it was an amazing day and uh, you know to go all that way and and uh, get the tickets and everything we kind of could have hoped to have worked out for us did work out for us and the you know the Greek fans and the Spanish fans were just amazing it was a it was a really really fantastic day so i'm taking the silence to mean you have nothing to add at this particular moment in time <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> that has more more to do with the signal distance between boston and the west coast than anything else <laughs> I think that long silence <laughs>
0: Well, in that case, um, we would love to hear, and I don't know how you could do this in a tweet, but if you could tell us what your favourite football away days are and why, um, I will give you more detail on the the Greece-Spain game and the reason I went to that game further down the line. But um, if you want to share your favourite stories with us, please do, and we'll retweet them and post them on Facebook and everything else. But for now, thank you very much for listening.